0: Okay, so today we are starting a brand new chapter in Masila Isharim and a brand new subject. Okay. We are starting what we call the Mida of Tahara. Okay. Which is dealing mainly with the intentions and the purity of heart and mind behind the actions that we do. Okay. So before we jump right in, I want to give you a couple of haggdomas, a couple of introductions so we get it clear. That until this point when we were working with precious, we were dealing with more the intellectual understanding of why it's important that a person should only use this world for the purpose that it was created. And it also was working with the body, the mind and the body that we had to do certain abstinence, certain behaviors, like being mitboded, etc. So that was precious. Now we're going to another level. The level is Taira. Taira we're going to discuss that even when a person is eating what he needs to eat and what he has to eat, and he's not taking from the world more than necessary, he still has to have the right intentions which is really going to deal more with the Lev, with the heart of man. We also discussed that even when you do mitzvahs, that you have to do them with the right intention, is what we call shmah. that's going to be a big part of the subject here. Because we see that service of Hashem is not just an outward, external Mahal but rather we're trying to develop what we call a connection with Hashem a deep, deep connection, dveikus b'ashem. And therefore, in order to be dovuk properly, we very, very much have to pay attention to the heart. It's very important. Okay, now, I want to make this clear, and I've said this many times before, and I want to say it again, that when we're talking about high-level things, like tahara, we always fall into the trap of the Yitzhara, that says that the world is a black and white world. Either you have taira, you don't. And therefore we look at Tyra in its highest level, in its highest form, and then we say, not for me. So why should I even learn it? Okay. So I explained to you many, many, many times before that everything in life, every great meter could be implemented into our lives in the smallest, most minute degree possible. And you're already involved in this great Iñan. So even if 1% of all your actions, and in that 1% of your actions, 1% of your intentions are pure, that's already a great, great accomplishment. You understand? And I'm going to explain to you the amkis and the lumbis to it. Okay? So first of all, I want to read you something I saw in Rabdan's Masil Sasharam. A little later down in the parak, but he brings down... Moireinu ha-Mashkiach, Yecheskel Zatzal, Don was a student of Rav he brings down the famous words of Rav Yoina and Shari Tshuva. Now listen to these words. if a servant, if the eved, tells his master, Everything you ask me to do, everything you command me to do, everything you tell me to do as a master, I will do. Besides, for one thing, that one specific thing, that I'm not doing. Kfar shavar ol Adonav me'alav. He already broke the yoke of his master. Even though 99% of what his master tells him to do, he does. But if 1% he says, I'm not doing, that means he doesn't have a master. It means the other 99% of what he's doing, he's doing because he wants to do it. Not because his master commanded it. <inaudible> he's really doing what he really wants. <inaudible> Cursed is the man who does not keep the entire Torah. Vahayinu. <inaudible> As cold divrei atorah, if a person does not accept upon himself to keep the entire Torah from beginning to end, he is considered Aru. That's what Rabbi Yerushalayim says. You got it? Let's get. It. Rabbi Yerushalayim says that the whole point of the Torah is that we are servants of Hashem. So if a servant says, I'll do 99%, but I won't do 1%, he's not a servant anymore, right? So if a person looks at the Torah, 613 mitzvot, he sees the whole Shulchan Aruch. He sees everything and he says, you know what? I'm going to do 90%. Then that person already is arud, he's cursed. That's what Rabbi Naira says, right? V'shova mashkiach, Habchatzkel asked, Oh, Ezra's here, come sit in the front. If a person accepts upon himself to do every single salutary mitzvah, come sit at the front table, David. Right, without missing anything. How can a simple person, a guy like me, like you, our age, our young people, you know, we we're, we're starting our career to become good servants of Hashem. we have to accept to do Tahira and precious you know that's like way above our abilities but it's a responsibility it's a requirement so how can we how can we do that says from as follows at shadam polesh ma bedavar ma u so, the is saying in that we say all the time, but now we have a source from a great Mashiach. If I want, I'm gonna explain it, but I'm gonna say what his words are first, then I'll bring out the Amkis, right? So let's say one time I had a desire for something, and I said, you know what? Hashem wants me to abstain. So I'm Puresh a tiny bit. The rest of my life I'm not Puresh. I'm Puresh a tiny bit. Because that's an inyan. Or, most of the time my intentions aren't great. But 1% I did with the right intention. Says Rav Chatzkel, you are already considered a person who is upholding the entire Torah. Even though practically not every second of your life. Are you upholding the Torah perfectly? That's not what Rav is talking about. Rav is talking about a guy who says, Precious, that's not for me. It'll never be for me. It's not part of my Torah. Tahira is not for me. It'll never be for me. It's not part of my Torah. That's a guy who's cursed. But a person who says, I accept the entire Torah in its entirety. However, at the moment, I don't have the strength, the ability To be Mekayim, the Torah, at the highest degree, I cannot. But I can do a tiny bit. And that is considered like you're part of the Torah. But I want to explain the lambdas of it. Okay, The lambdas of it is as follows. And I want you to get this because this is the most important message you could ever get in your life. Okay? And this is where people make a big mistake, because they think Avodah Hashem is a very stressful place to be. People put way, way too much unnecessary pressure on themselves when it comes to Avodah Hashem. And people think that Yer is a very, very intense, uh, and it causes anxiety, stress, and pressure. And they're missing the entire boat of Avodah Hashem, okay? I want to explain to you. Avoidance Hashem is something which is an endeavor, which is in a lifetime endeavor to reach a certain goal. A certain goal that's a lifetime endeavor. Okay? And a lifetime endeavor requires that you work efficiently, intelligently, step by step. You're trying to achieve something. You're trying to create something. You're trying to go to a certain place. It requires you to work intelligently and efficiently. That means Avodah Hashem is a very calm place. It's very thought out and it's very calm. The point of the year Shemayim and the point of all that is to never forget the goal. Never forget the endeavor. To be aware of what you're trying to achieve. But the practical application of the work has to be extremely calm. You understand? Has to come from a nuchazanefesh. That's a very important point. So if my endeavor is to reach as much shlemus as possible that I can reach, as much deveikus, attachment to Hashem as I can reach, I want to develop this relationship with Hashem. It's a big endeavor. And through my life, if I work intelligently and efficiently and step by step, I will achieve a major amount. You Believe it or not, you'll achieve a lot more than you think you can. And whatever I don't achieve, because my life ended before I was able to reach a higher level, then when I come to Olam Haba, I will get complete attachment with Hashem because I did everything in my hands to try to reach this relationship with him so then I will have the relationship at the end okay so it's not about finishing it's about working efficiently towards that goal and whatever I did towards that goal in an intelligent way and in an efficient way then I have you had a very successful life okay so it's not stress and it's not pressure it's intelligent now. Here's where the next layer of depth comes in. So being that part of my endeavor of reaching this attachment with Hashem requires mind, body, and heart. Okay? That means I have to develop my lev, which we're going to talk about. That is going to be a very big subject of tahara. I have to develop my mind to think and attach to Hashem through my mind. I have to develop my behaviors. Okay? So the little steps that I take on the lower level, the little steps that I take on the lower level is actually beginning the process. So I'm already touching the midah and therefore I'm able to grow. Okay, this is a very important point. You could only grow if you begin the road. If you study the topic and you think about the topic and then you say, when I get to this high level, I'll do it. You'll never do it. You have to begin it. You begin the road. And once you begin the road, that helps you get to the next step. So that's the way the process was built. To work efficiently, intelligently, calmly. That's what Avodah Hashem is. It's a very calm place to be. But you have to work step by step. So if we're going to learn Tahara, if you're going to learn it not correctly, if you're going to learn it like a perfectionist, then one of two things are going to happen to you. You're going to learn about Tahara Saleh, and the Masih el is going to paint you the picture of the the bona fide Tahara Saleh. Okay? And then you're either going to be a perfectionist and say, I'm deficient, i got to get that major thing and try to do things that are way above your abilities and stress yourself out and always feel down and always feel broken because you're a failure. That's one way. Or you'll say, this thing is not for me. Zayt dizun. And then I will never even think about Tyrus uh, HaLem. I won't even think about it. So then if I don't think about it, then I'm arur. Lo yakim Torah. So what we do is we learn the subject. And then we learn how to apply it in 1% in our lives. So then we're doing it, and we're beginning that career to work efficiently towards a greater level. That's extremely, extremely important. So I brought today with me the is shown from Rabbi Miller, because for this first paragraph will help us kind of see it in that practical way. Okay? It's very important for us to understand that. Although we are working with something which is a very high level. Tahara Saleh. Tahir HaSalev means that even when I'm eating, I'm not eating extra. Even when I'm eating, I'm eating L'shem Shemaim. And it's going to need a lot of definition. It's not a simple thing to define. It means even when I'm doing a mitzvah, I'm doing it with absolute, complete L'shemah. Okay? But, like I told you, it's not a black and white world. 1% Kavanah is also a major achievement and it's actually the step process that will bring you to that place. Okay? I want to show it to you even in one Chazal, an understanding in a Chazal. Chazal say, mm-hmm. If a person begins to do the work, Not eventually it will get to Chazal. Okay? So, a, a, a very deep explanation behind this is that Tekshah Lashma, bolishma works only because when I'm doing it Shalai Lashma, I'm doing it to get to Lashma. If I'm doing it Shalai Lashma, that the end game should remain in Lashma, then I will never get to Lashma. Tekshah Lashma, bolishma means I'm doing the process that brings to Lashma. So to some degree, if you think into it deeply, to some degree I already have Lashma now. Because if I'm doing it to get to Lashma, and that's the reason why I'm doing it, so there's an inner, inner, inner uh, intention, which is Lashma too. So I planted the seed of Lashma. Because I planted the seed of Lashma, l'shmo will grow from it. It's like regular planting. What you plant will ultimately grow. You understand? So when I can do the same thing with tahara, I can plant a seed of tahara which will ultimately grow into tahara. I can plant a seed of Precious, will ultimately grow into Precious. So the point of learning these subjects is not to try to hit the high level in one shot. That's not going to happen, not in this world, not in any world. The point of learning the subject is to understand how to plant the seed today that will ultimately lead you there. So again, you have to look at life as a big endeavor. Life is a big endeavor. And the endeavor is to try to reach as much attachment to Hashem as possible. That's the endeavor. The Torah, the mitzvahs, the musr, everything that you're doing is all uh, part of the program. Okay? So it's like a business. If I have a certain endeavor, I have to work intelligently. I have to work efficiently. That's the point. It's not stress. It's intelligently and it's efficiently. And that's the way we have to go to Tatar, okay? So I'm going to use a little bit of Roman Miller here to help us cop this in the first uh, paragraph, okay? So open your books. We're up to meet uh, Perek Tezayin. This is a brand new uh, chapter. And hopefully we'll have Seattle de Shemaya to get it clear. It's a deep subject, but a very, nece- very necessary subject, okay? So begins the Mesillas Sharam as, as, uh, as follows: ha Tahaira, Hitikun ha-leva Tahaira is the improvement of the lave and the machshavas, which is really the mind. A Lev is, even though we translate it as a heart, a lave is a certain part of the mind. That brings towards emotions and feelings and attachments. Okay, so it's a very deep understanding which has a tremendous influence over your emotions and behaviors. Okay? So that's what he says. This is what we find by Dovr HaMelech, And he says, Please create for me a pure heart. Okay? now, The concept of Tahira is that a man should not allow any place for his inclination in the things that he does. We're going to explain it. Just just hold, hold your horses. All his deeds should be done in the direction of wisdom and fear of Hashem It's the intention, the motivation the purpose behind what he does is only to serve Hashem and not in the direction of sin and desire. Now this is a very deep concept. Because on one hand, this is going to come out in two points. It's going to come out in your physical, materialistic things that you do that have pleasure to them. And it's also going to come out in your service of Hashem. Okay? So here's going to get very tricky. Because people make big mistake here. Because they think Tara means that when I eat, I'm eating only l'shem Shamayim, that I have to divorce all the pleasure out of the food and be like uh like a very um, person who like rejects pleasure even when I'm having pleasure. And this is a mistake. So we have to learn the sugi very very well. Okay. Now, let's see a little further, and then we'll go into it. V'zeh, afilu v'chomriim. The Torah applies even to physical material realm that means even after a person came to the level of precious which means that he has self control not to eat more than what he's supposed to eat or not to be with his wife more than he's supposed to be like he has the limitations right? even that guy he only takes in the world what is necessary and he abstains from luxuries still necessary for him to purify his mind and his thoughts right because he has to now question his motives because even the little bit that he does take for himself he should not have intentions of pleasure and desire at all okay? that's what it says well, then one more line, His intention should be only for the benefit that comes out of the deed and not for his pleasure. In the direction of the wisdom and service of Hashem. That's what he says. So it sounds wild. Mammish, the person, has to sit down to the table and the only motivation and reason why he's eating is for service of Hashem, and for no other ulterior motive. That, wow, it's a hard plate, okay? Now let's read a little bit right in the because I want you to try to get this, and we're going to keep building this theme and getting it clear, and seeing how we could actually have somewhat of an access to it, okay? Even if it's 1% of 1% of our actions, okay? Is it just knowing or also changing? What? what? I think to know is one thing, to change, and Right, so we're going to work on how to change, and how to make, plant that seed. A practical place. I plant the seed in a way which is not stressful, which is not uh, uh, triggering anxieties and all kinds of other funny things, but rather to work efficiently and intelligently in a way of growth. Okay? That's the idea. So first I want to read one paragraph here as follows. He says, This doesn't mean that he shouldn't eat without an appetite. Okay? Okay? It doesn't mean that you don't eat without an appetite. He can't do that. That's not helpful at all. Certainly he has to enjoy what he eats. The person has to enjoy what he eats. That's an important. Thing. But his motivation is that he wants to enjoy it because Hashem wants him to be well. He has to chew his food and have the taste in his mouth in order to be able to swallow it more easily and digest it more readily. Enjoying the food is part of the process of healthy digestion. But, he does it because he wants to have the result of serving Hashem. Because Hashem says, take care of your body. Okay? Therefore, suppose a person brings in a guest and he feeds him. His intention is to make sure the guest is well fed and satisfied. The host has no intention for his own pleasure because he's not eating. So if a man feeds himself as if he's feeding a guest, he's doing a mitzvah of taking care of a health, the health of a Jew. The Jew happens to be himself. Nevertheless, it's a big mitzvah. The truth is taking care of himself is a bigger mitzvah than taking care of somebody else. As the Gemara says, <laughs> When he tries to make himself well and happy, it's a bigger myth than trying to help someone else. However, the motivation should be exactly as if he's feeding someone else. Okay? Now, a little bit further. It's wise to choose your food. It's wise to enjoy your food. It's wise not to eat too much. And all of that is called service of Hashem. If you have that in mind, those intentions are already a realm of Taira. Okay? He says... I want to explain something here. I'm going to conclude with this because we have to die. I want to explain something here. Even though this may seem far away from us, if a person sits down to eat and at least vocalizes, I'm eating for the purpose of making my body healthy in order that I should be able to serve Hashem, even though it's not actually true. Nevertheless, just saying the words have an effect on the mind. Gradually, a person will custom himself to this thought Little by little, it does become part of his intention. Gradually, even though he's not perfectly tahod from his desires for the pleasure of eating, he begins to eat L'shem Shamayim too, T-O-O, also. In his mind, part of the space is occupied with the intention that he wants to serve Hashem. That's why it pays to try, even though he won't succeed entirely. Because nothing of, of this is wasted. Even every little effort has a result. So again, so you see what Ramila is saying? The point is that by us, we have a very black and white world. Either we're eating Lashem Shemaim or we're not. Ramila is saying no. Even if it, it, it starts off, it's zero of your intention. You only said it with your mouth. But eventually when you say it with your mouth, it does play into your intentions. And even after it plays into your attention, it remains only one percent of your intention. A person could be have a lot of motivations behind why he does what he does. It's still a great accomplishment. And the longest that we're explaining is because you already began the career of Tahira. So you don't have to wait till you're a big Sadik to begin the career of Tahira. You planted the seed, the seed of Tahira. And it's probably not even a good idea to do this every time you sit down and eat, but maybe once a week, whatever, depending on the person. You follow? So we have to stop here. But Melina will expound on all these things and try to make this mitzvah as practical as possible. And really, the second part of, the, of our work is going to be to understand its importance, not just what you have to do. You see, because we have to—the mind has to accept as a whole sh'muz itself—not for today but your mind has to accept the importance of the work if it wants to get involved in it. So right now, it may be very distant from why is that so important to eat L'shem Shemayim and not eat for the the food even though I'm not eating too much. So you have to chap the sugya. When you chap the sugya, you'll be able to makeabble to plant the seed of the sugya. will stop here for today.